Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, another hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. Oh, Lindsey Graham, we'll get to him here in a minute. Let's get to a couple emails first, though. Before we get to that, remember, tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Get your questions emailed in now to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. There are already so many great ones coming in. Doesn't have to be political, remember. It can be. That's fine. We'll get to Lindsey Graham in a minute. Let's get to some of these emails. Two for Hunden Jesse. Two for Hunden, by the way, is German for devil dog. That's what they call Marines, devil dogs. The Germans were the ones who came up with that name for Marines in World War One. World War One, the Marines gave went over there and they were given they were giving the Germans all they could handle and they called them devil dogs. Anyway, I've been listening to you for years and I'm amazed at your knowledge of history. Being I've heard your whole life story, I've wondered when did you have the time to acquire all this knowledge, and I can only come to one conclusion. You're a skater. You learned to skate in the Marine Corps. Skate. He's not talking about uh, skateboarding. 
He's talking about scammers, the, uh, not a scammer, somebody who scams out of work, finds a way to, oh, I'm sorry, I'd love to come help you guys break bricks, but I got a stomachache today. And that's what he's accusing me of. He said, I bet you would sneak off and re- read history books while on duty and never got caught. And then you did it when selling RVs. I bet you would hang out in RVs all day long and read history books. It explains how you had time to acquire this much knowledge. Now you're skating off as a part-time radio host. That's not nice. And world-famous author of the Anti-Communist Manifesto that's available at (laughs) jessekellybook.com. And then he says, what, Chris? It's okay. We can joke. And he said, on a serious note, do you know about the Red Patcher, 0451, named Alexander Bonnieman Jr., that received the Medal of Honor in the South Pacific in November of 1943? He's an example of a true shore party Marine, and myself and the other Red Patchers out there are requesting you read this one. Thanks, brother. Semper Fi, let the bar eat. Chris, let's make sure we do this guy on Monday. We'll do this guy for Medal of Honor Money on. Uh, uh, yeah, I did not. I actually don't know it. I don't know him. I don't know the story. I'll be finding out, and you can gear up for that one on Monday. Maybe we even do a little history around whatever he did on Monday as well. By the way, did I mention? Have I mentioned yet today that you can pre-order the Anti-Communist Manifesto at JesseKellyBook.com? I haven't mentioned it, Chris. What, Chris? This is who I am. All right, being an author is—it's not what you do. It's who you are. I've what? I've learned that. Oracle Jesse, I'm a regular guy with almost enough money to go to Red Lobster and get anything I want on the menu. Even I know what it means when the feds raise interest rates. How would professional financial analysts not know that the fed would raise interest rates? An idiot like me could see that from 12 years away, 12 light years away. I, I've been thinking about this a lot and I think there's a lot of there's a lot to this. Let's, let's, let's dig into this a little bit. How is it that so many people in our country who lead our various cultural institutions are so incredibly stupid and just generally uneducated about the issues and the, the super, what well, we like to think of them as these brainiacs and went to all the fancy schools. How is it possible that they routinely get everything wrong. I, I, listen, this woman, we make fun of her all the time, affectionately known as Dome, but she was an AG, a United States senator from the most powerful state, and now this person is the vice president of the United States of America. Well, I think that the, the, the concerns are based on what we should all be concerned about. <laughs> How's that possible? And then and then you have these other fancy schmancy people like Janet Yellen, who's always wrong about everything. I consider high inflation the number one economic problem that all of us need to face and address. Um, I was very supportive of the American Rescue Plan. Um, I, I think there are... Inflation's a big problem. That's why I support this massive spending bill. And you're sitting there right now pulling your hair out. And here's what you're probably doing. Maybe you're a trucker. Maybe you're a trucker. You're driving around right now and you're saying to yourself, I don't understand how I know more than these people. I drive a truck for a living. Maybe you're a housewife. Maybe you're out there right now jogging around in your little shorty shorts 
listen to the world-famous Jesse Kelly show, and you're saying, how could I know more than these people? I'm a housewife. Maybe you're an attorney. Maybe you're a construction worker. Whatever you're doing right now, how do I know more? Well, listen, not only have we dumbed down society intentionally because we have cut off all kinds of different avenues where people can acquire knowledge that now in this society, we have to seek it out. And not only do you have to seek it out, you have to know where to look. And this is what I mean. Maybe, you're, maybe you are one of these truckers. Let's do it with a trucker real quick. Maybe you're a trucker. How, would I, how do I know things that the bankers don't know? How did they not know interest rates were going to go up? I knew interest rates were going to go up. Well, if you're a banker, let's say you're at one of these fancy banks. You're a fancy schmancy banker. Okay? Where'd you go to school? You know what? Forget about that. Let's rewind even further. Mom, dad, what kind of neighborhood did you grow up in probably? Probably a nice one. Probably a rich one. A little divorced from reality. But okay, not the end of the world. Nothing wrong with growing up rich. Then you went right to a university after your education. Remember, you were never educated in school to think. I was never taught in school to think. I was not. I, I was not. You were never educated in how to think. You were taught what to think. And you were taught what to think by people who didn't want you thinking too much. Not only did they not want you thinking about the issues of the day, they wanted to make sure in the future you never thought. So you're a banker, fancy rich school, fancy with, with, without getting a real education. Then you moved right on from there and you, you went to Harvard or, or Chicago or Yale or something like that. Then you went right into the banking world. Now, you know what this person's not doing at any point in time in their existence most of, mostly? They're not listening to Rush Limbaugh. They're not going to listen to Rush Limbaugh. It's not a traditional thing. You know what they're doing to get the news, to get boned up on everything? Oh, turn on NBC. Hey, let's, hey, hold on. ABC's got a special on tonight about where America is. So on and so on and so on. And so what we look at is we look at where these people sit in their field, and sometimes we look at their years on the planet. We'll look at some guy. Wow, this guy's the... He's 60-some years old, and he's the CEO of Silicon Valley Bank. Wow, he must have all this knowledge and wisdom. Even if it's somebody we don't like, we assume in the very least he's more informed than we are. But it's true. It's kind of a compliment for you, but also really scary. You know more than him. He doesn't wake up in the morning and listen to Rush Limbaugh on the way to work. He just doesn't. That's not what he does. Maybe he listens to music. Maybe he watched NBC while he was making his uh, English muffin for breakfast. English muffins are underrated, by the way. Anyway, but he doesn't seek out information. And even if he's not a hardcore lefty, the normal avenues where you get information are all manipulated now by the communists. You're not going to get real information unless you seek it out. Let's say and know where to seek it out from. Because let's say right now you're sitting there and you don't know anything about finances or the, or the, or the economy. Yeah, I know a little bit about it, a little bit, but not a ton. Now, where are you going to go? You want to learn about the economy. You're not even being biased, not left, right. I just want to learn how economies work and whatnot. If you go down to a big bookstore, what's a, Barnes & Noble is a huge bookstore. You go down to Barnes & Noble. And you go to the economy section of Barnes & Noble because you want to learn about the economy. 
But you're not on the left. You're not on the right. You don't know about Milton Friedman. You don't know about these things. What are the chances you're going to grab a book to teach you about the economy? And that book will be from some card-carrying socialist and you don't even know it. And uh, so that's a traditional avenue. You didn't do anything wrong. You bought a book. You sat down. You read the book. Now you think you're boned up on the issues. You're 10 times as dumb as you were before you opened the book because you went the wrong direction. Well, that's where so much of our country is right now. That's why these huge, these things that are so obvious to you. And I mean, you knew this. I knew this. We were both screaming about inflation that when, when Trump was printing money by the trillion under COVID, we were screaming about it. Uh, you can't just print trillions of dollars and pass trillion dollar bills. That's not how that works. You're going to have inflation. You knew. I knew. Everyone knew. And then Joe Biden gets in and he continues. In fact, he doubles down on all that same insanity. You knew. I knew. Everyone knew. But that's because you seek out information and you know where to seek it out. So much of our society, top to bottom, government, banking, pick the industry. They're actually the dumbest people on the planet because traditional avenues of information seeking have been cut off to them. By the way, I never did answer that question about that guy about history and me. I'll answer. You know what? I will answer that question in a moment. Maybe I'll even tell you a little personal story here in just a moment. Then we'll get back to the news like this Lindsey Graham idiot and more. Before we get to that, thank you for your emails about Pure Talk. You know, I love to hear when you have an experience, a good one or any of them, although I don't really get bad ones. When you have a good experience with partners of the show, I love that. You know what I hear about Pure Talk all the time? Jesse, it was so nice to talk to an American. Jesse, it was so nice to talk to somebody who could speak English. Jesse, it feels so good talking to someone who speaks English. I tell you to switch to Pure Talk because I don't want you funding AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile anymore because they hate you and me. And I tell you to switch to Pure Talk because it's the same coverage and you save a bunch of money. Man, is it nice to talk to someone who speaks and understands English on the daggone phone. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, Jesse Kelly, that'll save you even more. Switch and switch now. Pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Thursday night. I can't believe the weekend is almost here. I guess I got in trouble. I made the news and got in trouble, Chris. That'll be fun. We'll talk about that in a second. The guy asked me, uh, I didn't I didn't actually answer the question because I do that sometimes. The guy asked me about uh, history and he was trying to figure out how I know so much about history. I don't one, I don't know that much about history. You think I know more than I do. Okay, Chris said I know a lot. Okay, if if you think I know a lot about history, I will explain it to you this way. The only reason I know what I do know is because I love it. You end up being good at things that you love. And I will like when I get off work tonight, when I get done with this and I start driving home, I will have some sort of history thing playing for me on the way home. You know, shut up, Chris, you're a nerd. I'm not. And when I get home, the wife, you know, she had surgery, so she's all laid out, and they got her on about a thousand pills, which she despises. So that'll be fun. But 
She's she's just bedridden for the time being and recovering. So I'll get home, nothing to do on a Thursday night. I will watch documentaries. They all make fun of me. The, the, my kids make fun of me for it. I've made my sons as punishment come sit down and watch documentaries with me. When everyone, when every, when it's time to pick what we're watching, they everyone screams whenever I grab the remote. No, please, not dad, please. It's just because I love it. It. That's what I fill my time with. I love it. It doesn't mean it's any better or worse than anything you're passionate about. I just, I love it. I find the stories of humanity and the things that people have gone through. I think they're fascinating. And I think they're great indicators of where we're going. I like history because I like to study human nature as much as anything else. As far as skating, did I skate in the military? That's scamming, by the way. And we'll get to Lindsey Graham in a second and me getting in trouble. Did I scam? Not Totally, but I will tell you, sometimes, oftentimes, things worked out really well for me through no doing of my own. Let me explain. I've got a couple examples here. Now, hear me up. In the Marines, there is a place called Bridgeport. It's in California, but it's it's a mountainous region. And in the Marines, at least they used to. I don't know if they still do this. But they would have two different, well, there's probably more, but we knew of two different kinds of training in Bridgeport. There is summer mountain training in Bridgeport, and then there's winter mountain training in Bridgeport. Now, I did the summer mountain training, and it's tough, but they're teaching you, it's cool. They're teaching you how to rock climb and rappel down cliffs, and it's, it's teaching you the basics of surviving in the mountains and, and these things. Winter Bridgeport, it's supposed to be a living hell. And this is widely known, at least it was as soon as I got to the Marines, that Winter Bridgeport is a living hell. It's frigid. You not, it's not only frigid, they will have you sleeping inside of the snow. You essentially create an igloo for yourself, and then you wake up covered in snow and ice. You're freezing and wet. It's supposed to be horrible, and we all knew it was horrible. And we had a training cycle coming up where my entire battalion – I think it was just a battalion. My entire battalion, we were going to have to go to Winter Bridgeport for training. Right? Still with me? Well, set that aside for a moment. There's also something, at least there was. Again, I, I'm, I'm 41. Maybe this stuff is gone. But there's something called squad competition in the Marine Corps. Where if you're a, if you're a rifle squad, just think, just think 10, 15 guys. Right? If you're a rifle squad, you will go compete at various things. Maneuvers and accuracy and things like that. And then they'll have a big Marine Corps competition to see who the best one is. I was not in any one of these squads. But one squad in my battalion, there's a lot of squads in the battalion. One squad in my battalion, boom, makes the finals, makes the national finals for Marine Corps squad competition. What does that mean? Well, it turns out as part of the finals for the squad competition, they had to have a mortar section there to shoot mortars with them as they were doing their competition. We had the mortar section. So while the entire rest, I think it was a battalion, it may have been the company, but I think it was the whole battalion, so don't quote me on that. But while the rest of the battalion left for Winter Bridgeport for a month of training in the snow and ice, we not only stayed behind in 29 Palms, we stayed behind in 29 Palms, and the competition itself lasted like three days, if I remember right. The rest of the time, 
you see all the command, all the officers, sergeant majors, first sergeants, all the command left to Winter Bridgeport with everyone else. There was virtually no one in charge. So for a month, while everyone else was getting frostbite, we would play basketball for PT every morning, work for about three hours a day, and then we would knock off. In the history of the Marine Corps Infantry, this has to be the easiest month ever while everyone else in my unit was going through hell. So did I skate? No, I didn't do it. But let me tell you what, it was magnificent. It was absolutely fantastic. And boy, was everyone upset when they got back. Because as you can imagine, we were not quiet about the great month we had. Oh, how was the cold, boys? I'm working on my tan. Why are you guys so pale? Oh, it was the best. <laughs> I have another story about skating, actually, but I'm not going to tell you that because we have to make fun of Lindsey Graham and talk about me getting in trouble real quick first. But hey, life is good. It's even better when you have a couple my pillow 2.0s on your bed because you spend a third of your life in bed. So why are you laying down tonight? Maybe you're laying there right now, listening to the sultry sounds of my voice. What, Chris? Trying to go to sleep, but you're on a crappy pillow. My pillow 2.0, it's even better than the original version. Soft. You know about the my pillow feel. Everyone knows about that. But now it has temperature regulating thread and they're buy one, get one free. It's time to give up your peasant pillow and move on to class and sophistication. Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. Use the promo code JESSE, all right? MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. Or you can call 800-845-0544. One-third of your life in bed. Do better. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Thursday night. Remember, tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, so get all of your questions. Ask me anything, the whole three hours about you. Well, actually, it's about me, but kind of about you. Ask me anything. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I'm still so steamed. It's the three-year anniversary of 15 days to slow the spread. Gosh, I hate these people. I just wanted to read. There's a, there's a, there's an answer to this. Oh yeah, go ahead, Tony. He was my mentor, so I'm going to have to let him speak. The small print here. It's really small print. In states with evidence of community transmission, bars, restaurants, food courts, gyms, and other indoor and outdoor venues where groups of people congregate should be closed. So, Mr. President, are you telling, Mr. President, are, are you telling, are you telling governors? Golly, just that's what brought us to where we are now, which brings us. Oh, you know what? That we went from that three years ago to this. This thing is not going to disappear. It's not going to be eradicated, and it's not going to be eliminated. So, it's going to be around, you know, for the foreseeable future. So, it is likely that we will require an intermittent, likely at the same time as we get a flu vaccine, 
at least once a year, very similar to what we do to keep updated on our immunity against influenza, it is very likely that the similar situation we'll be experiencing with COVID, namely getting a booster shot once a year, probably at the same time as we get an influenza shot. Oh, so now they're saying you should get it once a year because they're, they're moving the COVID therapeutic into the subscription model. Man, it just... Maybe I'm wrong about this. So I'm gonna I'm, I'm, hang, give me a second. But there's this guy. I listen to him all the time on the radio. He's so smart. I think he wrote a world famous book that's gonna definitely be a New York Times bestseller, which you can buy at jessekellybook.com. Anyway, there's this guy on the radio, and I remember him from December of 2021, right as the vaccine was rolling out. I remember him saying this. The end goal of this, the pharmaceutical companies are lobbying the government for a reason so hard. The end goal is annual vaccines. I love this guy's voice, by the way. Every single year. It's a subscription model. It's an automatic cash payment to the pharmaceutical companies every single year. That is their end goal. The pharmaceutical companies have no desire to end COVID-19. The pharmaceutical companies want to end COVID-19 the same way the Democratic Party wants to end racism in America. Remember that. That is sharp. That guy is sharp. What, Chris? One of the sharper guys I've heard. <laughs> Even though everyone's well, a bunch of people are mad at me now. But first, this foreign policy is a funny thing. What's wild is you're sitting here listening to me. And if we had a big get-together... You know what? A little get together. Let's say it's part of the book tour. When I go on a book tour in June or whenever, they're going to make me do the book tour thing. And let's say we end up uh, doing a book tour stop in a sports bar, which sounds pretty much like what the listeners of this show would enjoy and myself included. And we're all sitting around and I'm dominating you at darts and we're having a couple beers and we start talking foreign policy. Foreign policy is one of those things where everyone will think differently, even people who think alike on other things. We'll all gather as a group and, yeah, government spends too much and low taxes. But foreign policy-wise, we will disagree. And foreign policy is one of those things that is so complicated we probably should all disagree. There is, however, one stance that I cannot tolerate. I will never be able to tolerate it. It drives me insane. I just loathe it. And that is the stance of the chicken hawk. The chicken hawk. That's what we call people who have never served but love to send other people to war. I don't care if you believe America should have a footprint everywhere in the world and get involved in everything. I totally disagree with that. But I don't care if that's your belief. Okay, that's... At least I, I bet you have some way to back that up. But if you've never, ever, ever put on the uniform and you routinely call for people who have to put on the who have put on the uniform to go get shot, I really, really despise that. And Lindsey Graham is one of the worst offenders of this in the United States of America and has been forever. Lindsey Graham has never served a day in his life. And yet Lindsey Graham, shoot, even from today, this is from Breitbart, what would Ronald Reagan do right now? He would start shooting Russian planes down? 
shooting Russian planes now? You know what? Let's go to another member of Congress and find out if she knows what it would mean to start shooting down Russian planes. And, and do you support a no-fly zone in Ukraine? I, I, I support everything that has to do with punishing Vladimir Putin and oh. helping the Ukrainians. Wouldn't that mean direct conventional warfare with Russia? I don't know what it will mean, but you know freedom is not free. So you don't know what a no-fly zone will mean? I, 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 if you, I, I, if you have to shoot down Russian planes, I mean... Of course! So a conventional course. war with Russia. Listen, thank you. We are so screwed. What what would Ronald Reagan do? Look, I like the old Gipper as much as the next man I do, but if I have to hear one more person on our side reference Ronald Reagan, I'm just going to dive out a window. Ronald Reagan's dead and gone. This is a totally different world now. Perhaps we could do some foreign policy that doesn't involve Reagan or Hitler references. In fact... The second you refer to one of those two people, I dismiss your opinion on all foreign policy things at all times. You want to talk about somebody who desperately needs some chalk. Have you heard Lindsey Graham talk? Look, I think think some chalk, a male vitality stack, I think it would change a lot of things about Lindsey Graham. What, Chris? I'm not saying anything. I'm saying if there's anyone who could use... A 20% increase in his testosterone in 90 days. It would be Lindsey Graham. It just seems like somebody who could really use it. I don't know if Chuck is playing. I know these are natural herbal supplements, but I don't know if they're planning on an extra strength version. But if they are, we should probably get one of those mainlined in the, in the Lindsey here any moment. But either way, are you, have you taken your Chuck yet today? Male vitality stack? Female vitality stack, you putting that chocolate powder, Chris, in your smoothie in the morning, getting all the vitamins and minerals you need. You know they're 35% off subscriptions, man. Not 5%, not 10%, like everything else, 35% off. And you cancel it at any time. You take this for 90 days. You don't feel it. I want you to cancel it. You will. You're drinking estrogen. It's in your water every day. Do something about it. Chalk.com. Promo code JESSE is what gets you 35% off subscriptions, all right? Uh-oh. I made the news. A bunch of people were mad at me. The headline says this. Jesse Kelly. You know what? That never gets old, Chris. It never gets old. Well, there's more to the headline, but it never gets old having headlines about me. It re- What, Chris? It reminds me that I'm more important than other people. <laughs> Shut up. Quit. All right. Headline. Jesse Kelly. Quote, white people should seriously consider walking away from the military. That's exactly what I said. Now, why did I say that? Said that in response to something. Air Force goes on a diversity, equity, and inclusion hiring spree. Top jobs pay up to $183,000 a year. United States Air Force is currently filling itself up with senior DEI people, and they're paying them a fortune to make sure Whitey doesn't, doesn't ever get promoted. So for everyone who's mad about that, because everyone's all mad about it today, let me just say this again. I'm not sorry. I'm not even a little bit sorry. I'm still mad about the all-female flyover at the Super Bowl, not because it was all women, but because they did that 
to dudes who'd worked their entire lives to get themselves in that position for the honor, the thrill of flying over the Super Bowl. And after putting in all the time, blood, sweat, and tears, old white man got tossed back to the back of the line because we had to virtue signal and get get a bunch of women up there. So what am I supposed to tell my sons? Go sign up, join, put in all the time, put in the work just so you can watch a promotion get handed out to someone else because he's not white and you are? (laughs) No, I'm good. There are other ways to serve. I said it. I'm not sorry. In fact, that it made you so mad means I'm going to keep saying it. How about that? Hang on. We can make jokes. It's fine. You got that right. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Chris, I'm still thinking about those deep fried burgers. Maybe I should try deep frying a world famous Jesse Kelly burger. I don't want to take away the magic of it. I don't know. I don't know. Chris, can you people, can Jews eat deep fried stuff? Is it kosher? It's kosher? Well, don't look at me like that. Like I'm supposed to know what's kosher and what isn't. Do you have to have the priest bless the oil or something? Or the, the rabbi bless the oil or something? You don't? I thought you had to do that with everything that was kosher. I don't know what's, I can't understand these rules. I don't know. It's so much easier if you just accepted Jesus. All right, back to these things really quickly. When I say things about, about who should and shouldn't do what when it comes to the military, because again, the Air Force is hiring a bunch of diversity guys. And I said, and everyone's mad about it, that I don't know why white people wouldn't walk away from it. I think about my sons when I say these things. I do. My sons have done the thing where they go find uh, my dress blues, my marine dress blues, and they look at them and they, they put them on. And then, look, it's, it's natural for a boy. And they're going to ask me guidance, and they have asked me guidance. And I'll tell you which way I'm guided. The emails I get, because uh, there are so many military guys who listen to the show, and the emails I get of guys who are in the horror stories they tell me now, I'm not telling them to go in. Forget that noise. Let's get to some more emails. Jesse, we don't like where we are today. And the saying is true. Politics is downstream of culture and culture is downstream of education. This begs the question, where or when did education go wrong? The last time we did anything right was winning World War II. The rest of our history has basically been a controlled crash at best. The men and women of the so-called greatest generation who won it were the brave muscle and bold labor, but not the brains. The generation before them were the leaders and thinkers. How were they raised and educated? When did things really change? I have withdrawn my boys from a very expensive, quote, normal private Catholic school to pursue a classical Christian education at home, he said, or at homeschool. Please tell us your thoughts on the history of education and when it turned us on us. Semper Fi says, all right, uh, one, Let's let's deal with the 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 part that's really the part that people don't want to talk about because we've been so conditioned by the left with terms like red scare and things like that that we don't like to talk about real things that took place. Understand something: the condition of today's education system in the United States of America was a focused goal of the communist Soviet Union. They wrote about it extensively. You can read books about it to this day. 
We have how many how many audio bits of the Soviet defector Yuri Bezmenov have I played you from the KGB? I just wrote the book. Honestly, I'm not even trying to sell the book, but in the book I just did, we go into there's a chapter on education. And when you dig into it and all of it's in there, they came here for a purpose and took over the education system to begin with. And when did they do that? The 20s and 30s is when they started doing that. Why do you think it all went to crap after that? And it started slow and started small, and then it worked its way up, and now college professors will routinely take your money. You you sent Aiden to college because you think he has to go there to have a better life, and they will take your money, upper-middle-class Republican parent, and they will stand up in front of the class and tell Aiden to his face that you're a stupid idiot reactionary parent and that his country sucks and he should burn it all down. Well, it didn't begin that way. It began with, hey, let's just get in the schools. Okay, now that we're starting to get in the schools, and they, by the way, they would write extensively how they had to be quiet and be subtle. They weren't as overt back then because there was so much anti-communism here. But they would say, look, we don't have to teach them to hate America in high school. Let's just leave out the good parts of America. Focus more on the bad. Nowadays, they'll focus only on the bad. But that's that's how it began. Understand that it began with the Soviet Union. And maybe you're saying, well, Jesse, that doesn't explain today. Soviet Union's long gone. Well, one, yes, the Soviet Union's long gone. Now China is doing what the Soviet Union used to do. That's one. Two, Remember, once you've created, once you come in and you've created a generation or two of communist educators and communist administrators, you don't have to keep creating them because they're teaching the next generation of teachers what they already know. So many of these people today get mad when I call them communists. And when you dig into it and ask them questions, you'll find out they really genuinely don't have any idea that's what they are. You go to some college, or forget college, you go to some high school history teacher who thinks America sucks and votes Democrat every election, has got the Biden-Harris bumper sticker on his car, and you dig into that guy. He is a full-blown cultural Marxist nut job, but he doesn't have any idea that he is directly connected to the Soviet Union, that he was taught by a communist who was taught by a communist who was taught by a communist who was taught by the Soviet Union. He doesn't know that. He thinks he's a liberal, thinks he's a lefty. He, th- he thinks all these things. He thinks a lot of things except for the truth. Now, that's, that's the on-the-nose part of it. We were infiltrated by communists. Yeah, look, Chris brought it up, the Black Lives Matter founder. The, they're still doing it today. She's on camera saying we were trained by Marxists. Or no, we're trained Marxists, not we're trained by Marxists. She said we're trained Marxists. Oh, you have it? Play it. We actually do have an ideological frame um, myself. And Alicia in particular are trained organizers. Um, we uh, are trained Marxists. And I think- Jesse, stop calling them communists. They routinely go to the cameras and call themselves that. Anyway, that's, that's the on-the-nose part of it. There's another part of it, though. And this, this is a part that may make you feel better. I guess it may make you feel worse, but we'll talk about this other part in just a moment. Let's talk about your puppy first. Let's talk about your dog. I just, I still can't find, this is the most unbelievable thing to me, that dogs will not eat, you know how dogs eat everything, right? My dog eats feathers, feathers. 
dogs will not eat dog food straight out of the dog food factory until it's had its finisher on it. They spray it with stuff like lard or something like that. It's so dead, the dog won't eat it until you've put fat on it. That's why your dog needs rough greens. It's not dog food. It's a nutritional supplement for dogs. All natural. Antioxidants, omega oils, vitamins, and minerals. And maybe you're thinking to yourself, I don't feel like spending the money. Do you enjoy those trips to the vet? Would you like fewer of those? Trust me, as somebody who has a dog... I don't want to go to the vet anymore. We've been before. Get your dog on some rough greens, man, especially when they're offering a free jumpstart trial bag. Go to roughgreens.com slash jesse. All you pay for is the shipping. Free jumpstart trial bag. Roughgreens.com slash jesse. Take care of your dog. Maybe tack some years onto his life, which would be nice too, huh? All right. Now, one, don't forget tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Get your questions into jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Two, there's a second reason our education system has gone downhill so rapidly, beyond the Soviets and the Chinese and whatnot. I think this might make you feel better. Or worse. Hang on. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.